Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right now, we, uh, we're lucky to be joined by, uh, well... He's an Australian who's uh, doing us proud overseas. Uh, he uh, he represented well. He represented Australia at the Olympics in baseball, but uh, also I feel like he represents us every day over there. Uh, he's a former MLB pitcher, Ryan Roland Smith, uh, mate. Welcome to the run home. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate you having me. I uh, anytime I get a chance to talk to some Aussies about baseball, I love it. So it's good to be here. Appreciate you guys. Now, Ryan, let's get into it straight away. From what I've heard from Brooksy, you have basically everybody's dream job currently. Can you tell our listeners what you do for a living? <laughs> so I basically, so I got done playing. My last year was uh, 2014, and then. Uh, like a lot of athletes trying to figure out that career transition. And then I was lucky enough, the Mariners, the Seattle Mariners at one of the teams I played for, um, would say, would say, Hey, listen, you know, is this would TV and radio be something you'd want to do? And I was like, Hey, look, I'm not done playing. I'm still young. What are you talking about? Then I had knee injury, figured out I was old. And so I jumped right into doing, uh, into the broadcasting. So I get to do TV. I, I do radio as well. Absolutely love it. You know I mean? It's tough to, to leave the game and it's tough to get, yeah, you know, even just to leave the locker room and and you know your teammates, but yeah, you know, getting a chance to watch Major League Baseball every day, man. I mean, it's an absolute dream. So I, I get to do that every day. Cover the Seattle Mariners; they're my home team, and uh, I love it, man. That's what I do. I, I I do the pre and post game show. I do in game. I do radio posts. I do it all. So a lot of fun. I got to say, I uh, I was in New York recently, and it was during the summer, and um, I, I I'm not a big baseball guy. I didn't grow up playing it, was more into cricket, but I found myself every single night putting the baseball on and watching it. And I was watching it because the commentators were so entertaining. Um, there was one bit where, <laughs> where where the commentators did like 15 minutes because one of the callers' wives was in the crowd. It was it was just great. So um, is that what you're trying to do with your baseball? Because obviously there are moments when not a lot's happening. You're trying to keep it light, trying to keep it fun. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Well, first of all, I, I must not have been talking because sometimes I'm like, man, I could cure insomnia. Like, I feel like I need to pick up the energy. Like, there's times where I listen back to myself. I'm like, who is listening to this and he's entertained? But you do, mate. Sometimes baseball, look, baseball can get really slow. And that's one thing, you know, with the game today. They're really trying to get those young viewers. You know how cricket kind of made that switch to, like, the, switch to the big bash league, you know? So they're trying to do little things to the game to, to speed it up. And so these guys get stuck. And you mentioned it too. Like you probably listened to, I don't know if it was the Mets or the Yankees, but you know, they dial into some clown in, in the stands or someone's wife or something like that. And 20 minutes later, they're yeah. still on it. So it was yeah. great. Have to, it yeah, was yeah, brilliant. You have to get, you have to get clever sometimes, but especially too, you got to remember 162 games. These guys are playing. Like it's not a once a week, you know, like the NFL is so serious, so dialed into what's happening, but baseball, it's every single night. So yeah, you have to get creative. And these guys are at it every night too. So yeah, I, that's no surprise whatsoever, but just trying to figure out something to talk about for sure. <laughs> now, mate, you've had an amazing career. You um, obviously uh, grew up in, in Australia. You grew up, I believe, mostly in Newcastle, went to Newcastle High. Um, how does a yep. boy from Newcastle High, just a good Newcastle kid, 
end up uh, over living in Seattle? Just so you know, before you answer, uh, Barney is a Newcastle nerd. And that is all that he talks about. Oh, like He's it. so ex- he lived in Newcastle. Yeah. He so he, that's he pumped because you're from Newcastle. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Well, no, usually, hey, listen, I'm not gonna lie, mate. My whole life it was like if you're from Sydney, like oh yeah, Newcastle, like you know, a bunch of Ogans doing, you know, it's, it's a blue, it's a it's a blue collar town, steel town, whatever. But dude, Newcastle, I gotta say, I love the place. I miss it so much. I was just back there. My wife actually just. Surprised me with a trip. I ended up going back for seven days. My dad's on the northern beaches of Sydney. My, all my friends are in Newcastle. So I got a chance to go back to Newcastle. Love the place. So big shout out to Newcastle. But, you know, honestly, I was, I, I got a late start to baseball. I was 12 years old and I was watching videotapes. No joke for, you know, kids who are listening right now. They don't know what the, what the VCR is. I was pop, popping in the, um, I had VHS tapes of baseball. Otherwise, I was on at 3 a.m. because obviously it's not, it's not mainstream. So, I just loved it, man. I, th- I think the biggest thing that drew me in was, like a lot of American sports, is just that you know that that crazy atmosphere, the great the the crazy stadiums. You know, they're playing baseball on astroturf in like domes. I was I was blown away, and I was just hooked and and got into it. And I say this to kids over here in the states all the time. Like, the one benefit I had was I was kind of like a big fish in a small small pond. I was I was a good player, but there wasn't a whole lot of talent here in the states, man. They all play baseball. They're all good. If I grew up in the States, I'd be like, there's no chance I can hang with these dudes. So that was the one blessing in disguise. But, you know, growing up, like I said, just just hooked on, on you know, I loved American sports. Bo Jackson was my guy. I loved him. And, and just just hooked from just the, the, the magnitude of how serious they took, you know, some of their sports when it comes to the dollars, the, the, the stadiums, everything else. I was just, I was blown away. So I think that was a big thing for me and just stuck with it. I loved it and stuck with it. And off I was, 18 years old, clueless. From straight out of Newey. Um, oh, hey, by the way, my claim to fame—I say this all the time—silver chair are a couple grades above me <laughs> in school. That is what he was saying. I, that's what I actually looked and I went, you know what? I reckon he would have been a few years Seriously. below silver chair, mate. This is the—I uh, have something disturbing to bring your attention. I jumped on the all Newcastle right. High Wikipedia, mate. You, you're not right. on the alumni list, the notable alumni. They've got uh, Jamie oh, Brazier. Kidding. He just oh. played cricket for Papua New Guinea. I don't know how he made it. Belinda Clark, she captained Australia, and then you got the the, the uh, silver chair boys and Miranda Otto, mate. We need to get you on this page. <laughs> they are they are cracking jokes. I'll say this: I, I I went so I went to the Olympics, right? And I feel like no one really cares about baseball, but they care about the Olympics. So I went to the Olympics, had some success. We won a silver medal. I went back and started handing out the uh, at the press. I was handing out the sports awards, and so I felt like I was big time. I'm like, oh man, they're actually like <laughs> recognised. That I'm I'm an I'm an athlete. I'm hanging I'm handing out these sports awards, and they had this big wall of fame. And I saw there was a big blank spot there. They're like, "Oh, we're going to put you up on this wall of fame." And there's this big blank area right next to this big space right next to Silver Chair. I was like, "Boom! Put me right next to those dudes, please." <laughs> yes. And they did. But, but I'm not the alumni. That's unreal. Oh, oh man, right. I, I need to call someone for sure. Yeah, <laughs> let's get onto the admin now, mate. Um, we're we're talking about those um those stadiums and the atmosphere that you saw on the videotape, where was the best place you reckon you played when, uh, in the, when you were playing in the majors? Well, for me, there's a couple of places. First of all, like my first year in, in, in the big leagues, I remember like, so the blue Jays, that, that, that was my team. You know, the 93 yep. world series, blue Jays, Phillies. And they, they had a big following in Australia. So like I'd watch those games. They're playing in like a retractable roof stadium, which was just foreign when you were a kid. Right. Obviously they got yeah. that in Melbourne, but, it was just insane. So I, for me, playing it, it's now the Rogers Center. 
Loved it. But I've got to say, man, I mean, you mentioned your time in New York. No one does it better than the Big Apple, dude. Yankee Stadium, the old Yankee Stadium with all that history. Walking in that place for the first time, facing like Derek Jeter, that was insane. Place was packed. Playoff atmosphere. I definitely, I mean, you, you can't beat that. So I think that, you know, thinking about back in the early days, I was 24 years old when I cracked it, you know, to get to the big leagues. And I'd gotten comfortable at that level. And then we went to play the Yankees for the first time. And I was just like, man, I felt like I was 12 years old. So definitely anywhere on the East Coast, honestly, if you're going to travel to the States, you know, watch some baseball, obviously, you know, it's easy to get to the West Coast. But if you can get over that East Coast, especially in the month of September, it is intense. Philadelphia, nuts. Place is packed. Awesome stadium. They do such a good job. Obviously, New York, places like that, man. It's unreal. So I definitely have to say, obviously, the Rogers Center Yankee Stadium at top two for sure. Yeah, you're not wrong. They do it well over there. Like, I love in the stadiums. You can sit there. There's a bloke. You, you don't have to leave your seat. Someone will come around and sell you a hot dog. Someone will come around and sell you a beer. For Mate, sure. if someone come around with a portable loo, you could sit there the whole time. <laughs> exactly, 100%. Well, 100%, I mean, there's people sure. that barrack for Queensland that don't need a portable loo, Barney. Yeah. We've all seen the vision. <laughs> hey, um, Ryan, there's obviously a huge flood at the moment of Aussie guys getting into the NBA that we're watching, massive flood of guys getting into the NFL. Bas- uh, baseball's kind of dropped off a bit. We've only got, uh, at the moment, one guy, uh, Liam Hendricks. Yeah. Um, what's, what's happened to the Aussies that were making their way into the MLB? And is, there, is it about to turn a corner? Are we about to have a bunch of young guys over there? Yeah, I think it's going to turn a corner. I'm not just saying that just because, you know, to try and get listeners hyped about following Australian players. But what, So what happened back the, around the time when I signed, you know, back when I was a young 18-year-old out, fresh out in Newcastle, it was a situation where it was just basically they were signing free agents from international countries all over the shop. Then all of a sudden they, they put a cap on that. So teams could only spend around $3 bucks on international signings. So all that money went to Latin America. So Aussies kind of got screwed in that regard. But then what happened more recently in the last five years, more players now, just like you mentioned the NBA, more players are going to play college baseball. And I think this is such a good route, whether it's a junior college, like a small school or some of the big schools. Like, for example, you know, Travis Bazzani, he's playing at Oregon State University. It's a big powerhouse. You've got Jimmy Nadal, he's playing at Stanford University. When, when basketball did that, I would say about 10 to 15 years ago, when they started sending their guys to play at the NCAA Division One level, all of a sudden you just saw this flood of NBA players coming out of Australia because they went through college, they matured, had a couple of years of playing in that kind of environment. You start to see that way more with baseball. So I would say from three to five years from now, you're going to start seeing a big influx of, first of all, Australians going into the MLB draft, the top five rounds. And then from there, I think you'll see them you know, start to, to make their way to the big leagues. But there's just that gap because the international rules kind of changed Australians kind of got screwed, but you're going to see more. I'd say in the next, I'd say in the next five years, you're going to see more names and really good Polish players get into the big leagues instead of guys just rocking up for you know, a month or two months, which a bunch of dudes uh, did. Like Liam Hendricks, he's a staple now. He's one of the best players in the game. You're going to see more of that, I think, in the next five years, I'd say. Now, while we're on Liam, um, unfortunately for Liam, he's recently been diagnosed with cancer. Is that right, um, yeah. Ryan? Do you, are you close with Liam? Do you speak to him? How's he going? Yeah, I spoke to him a couple of days ago, and it's it's a you know it's a type of cancer where there's been a couple other um, baseball players had the same thing, uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So for him, look, every time look, he's he's Australian. We he he jumps on the podcast. I got another Aussie who I host a podcast with Grant Balfour, who 
Yeah, it's just like me. We just act like bogans. Usually Liam jumps on. All <laughs> the Aussie stuff That's comes Newcastle, out. mate. That's Newcastle. Exactly. <laughs> Never exactly. let leave yeah, you, mate. The, the Newcastle. <laughs> exactly. And so talking to him, you know, usually if we're texting each other, it's a bunch of you know, random stuff. But way more serious a couple of days ago. I think he's, he's still in good spirits. But, man, he is in the prime of his career. He's going to get through this. He's going to battle. He's going to, he's going to beat it. But. You got a you got a dude who's making so much money. He's at the height of the sport. He's one of the best players, not out of Australia, one of the best players in the game. I mean, he is a crazy story too. He was a guy who was essentially on his way out, and he figured himself out, and now he's one of the best players in the game. And now he's got to deal with this, and it's a tough time. But he said to me, he said, "Listen, I feel like in two to three weeks, I'll have a really good idea of what I'm dealing with, and then I'll start to talk about a little bit, a little bit more about what I'm going to go through." But look, he, he's a, he's a fighter, man. He's a, he's a positive dude. Uh, so I feel like he, he's going to be okay, I think. But, man, what, what a time to, to, to deal with this. Never a good time, but when you're in the midst of being one of the best in the game, it's a tough break. So we're all, all wishing him the best, and he, he's going to get through this. Yeah, mate, I'm sure um, he will, and we're all well. We're all hoping for that down here. Um, mate, now let's let's talk about your work helping um, – well, helping Aussies get through there. You work with Next Gen Baseball, Next Gen Australia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's a company I, I, I made. I, I got done playing and making that transition. I wanted to get into broadcasting, loved it. But one thing I was really, I don't know, I found a passion for was just trying to, you know, first of all, make sure the kids who are 16, 17, you know, didn't make the same mistakes I made, um, trying to take some of the, you know, tr- trying to make the pathways a little bit easier. And I mentioned earlier, I'm a big believer in going the college route. I signed, listen, I signed for 30000 bucks and a can of Coke and a plane ticket. Off I went flying to the States, clueless. I was oblivious. And there's so many bigger and better opportunities. Nothing against playing professional baseball straight out of high school, but man, if you can go play Division One baseball or you can go play at a place like Stanford or Oregon State. And so that's what I do. I kind of, I bridge the gap for guys like Travis Bazzani. He's the next-gen kid. Jimmy Nadai, I mentioned him. He's the next-gen player. But, you know, these kids, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get them to these big schools, just like you see in the NFL, some of these punters and just like these NBA players. Just trying to help them out and get to those big schools. So, love doing it. It's it's a it's a good feeling when you see a kid get a chance to go play Division One college baseball, and then you know essentially go into the draft. So, love doing it. I'm really involved in in, in the youth in some of the youth players, and uh, I love it. I, I, it's a nice little side by side with what I do doing TV and radio. Yeah, just on the just on the pathways, that's something probably that's maybe a little bit different with baseball than the other um, American sports. Like everyone's very familiar with the NBA, you know, coming out of college, that sort of stuff. But there is more than one pathway in the MLB. Can you just yeah. give a give our listeners a bit of an overview about how that works as opposed to the just straight through college yeah. system? Yeah, so I mean like, you know, for the last 30, 40 years basically, you'd have these the way it work, it's very similar to what was happening in the late 90s when, when I was you know, caught up in it. Basically, you have professional scouts come to Australia or some of these players go to the U.S. as, as teenagers, more so now. And professional scouts will say, listen, you're an international um, signee. We can sign you. You don't have to go through the MLB draft. Uh, they pay them a signing bonus, anything from you know, 50 grand to – we had one kid, Josh Guest, to sign for a you know, million dollars U.S., Wow. And so basically, yeah, so it's basically signing bonus, but you're going straight into the lowest ranks of minor league baseball. So you got the major leagues, and then you essentially have five levels below that of minor league baseball. And it's a bottleneck too. You got all this young talent 
18, 19 years old. And as you guys know, man, look, I was 18 years old. I was clueless. I mean, I don't know how I somehow got through it. I, I was so immature. So a lot of these kids from Australia, they sign, you know, they're playing professional baseball. They get into that minor league system and then the bottle, bottlenecks. And then three years later, it can be really tough to get through. So I, so you, you do, I, I did mention the college pathway, but that's always kind of been the, 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 the route to get to the big leagues. And it's just hard, like we've seen, and you mentioned it, there's one, you know, you, uh, one major league player right now. So I think that some of these kids, they mature when they turn 21, 22. And I think that's that last year in college. So I, I, I believe if they, if they go, they get an education, you're not always going to get to the big leagues. Um, so you can go, the, go that route, mature, get stronger before you get into professional baseball. And, and, uh, that's what you're starting to see more and more, but it's always been that way. You sign for a bit of money, off you go, and you know there's you and ten thousand other young players, and two of you make it, and that's it. And so I think that some of these kids going through the college ranks, I just think that's a better system. So and you're starting to see more more of it. Absolutely, Ryan. It's it's a good time also for Aussies to try and get over there and, and make some money in the MLB. I mean, they've never been spending more money than they are right now. Um, where I. Brooksy in here, our producer was just looking up um, Aaron Judge's current current contract, yeah. which um, is it's basically forty million dollars a year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you were on that yeah. sort of cash when you finished up, right, Ryan? Is that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's nothing. I mean, I was laughing at that deal. I was like, you're, you're kidding, brother <laughs> sucker. <laughs> no, no chance. It's crazy. Man, yeah, the well, money I mean, is absolutely crazy. crazy. Where's it coming from? What's more crazy too with that, and and you mentioned it. Where's I know where's it coming from? These billion dollar owners. Yeah. Well, you, you're talking about the New York Yankees too, and the the crazy thing. A couple of things with Aaron Judge for you know the listeners who um, aren't familiar with baseball. The, the one thing that that stands out. You know about the obviously the soccer players that get paid a ton of money. Obviously these F1 drivers or you know these golfers. The one thing with baseball that stand out. Number one, you look at the deal. It's three hundred and sixty million dollars over nine years. So you're looking at it going. Who, invest, who invests in a human being yeah. for nine years? And that's just the cost of doing business. If you do want to keep these players, you have to give them those years. The other thing that's crazy about it is guaranteed. So oh, it's not man. a situation like the NFL. The NFL, you sign a $100 million deal and you go and you know blow your knee out on the field, they'll rehab you. You come back and you're not the same guy year three, you're done. And baseball, you get injured in that year two, you're getting paid for nine years. It is insane. And that's just the cost of doing business. So Aaron Judge, obviously the Yankees, they tried to offer him $280 million at the beginning of this year to say, listen, we want to wrap this up early. You're going to be a free agent at the end of the year. He backed himself. Everyone thought he was crazy. He he kind of he, he told him he threatened he was going to go play for his hometown team in San Francisco a little bit. He was playing that. He played it so well. The Yankees came through in the end, 360 mil. See ya. Nine years, nuts. It's still it's still shocking. Even here in the States. Obviously the States like they throw some cash around. Yeah, we all know that, but even for Americans, they're looking at that just eyes are popping out. It is crazy money. That's insane. So he's basically made eighty million extra by backing himself. That's uh that's very yeah. impressive. Oh, yeah. Now, while we're talking oh, yeah. baseball, um, Australia will be part of the World Baseball Classic in March. A lot of countries, a lot of big names. Who should we be looking out for there? both in the Australian and obviously other big names? Yeah, well, first of all, World Baseball Classic, if you're not familiar with it, uh, and you are Australian and you're just a fringe baseball fan, amazing event. They are trying so hard, and I think they're close to making it like the World Cup of Soccer. Obviously, World Cup of Soccer is a huge event, but I'm talking in baseball standards. So you've got 
the Team USA and the Dominican Republic are just absolute powerhouses. Like, every player is an absolute superstar. Like, you got players, like, for example, Julio Rodriguez is this young player, he's an all-star with the Seattle Mariners. He's struggling to make the team. That's how good they are. Like, he's one of the best players in the game. That's how good they are. And then you got Team Australia. So the way it works in, in March, you've got four different pools around the world. You've got one in Taiwan, one in Japan, one in Arizona, one in Miami. Team Australia are in the Japanese pool. So they're going to be playing against Korea, Team Japan, uh, a couple other teams. But, you know, Team Japan had the best player in the world. That's Shohei Otani, who's an absolute superstar. Uh, so it's going to be a blast. But, team, look, Team USA, if you look at that roster, you're talking Mike Trout, one of the best in the game, Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, Nolan Arenado, guys like that. It's going to be so much fun to watch. They, they, they struggled to get the, the, the world game back um, because of COVID. But, man, it's, March is going to be so much fun. I'm a part of the broadcast team, so I'm excited. I love international baseball, being a foreigner. So I'm, if you can't tell, I'm so excited about it. It's going to be a blast. Mate, you will be calling it. You're part of the broadcast team. I, I'm assuming that's for SEN Seattle. But uh, <laughs> if, if, we're not up and, if we're not up and running over there, where can uh, where can our listeners check it out, mate? So it's going to be on. It's going to be on uh, Fox Sports is doing it here locally. But if you have MLB TV, which I think I'm not trying to sell MLB subscriptions here. I think I don't know how much it is in Aussie dollars. I think it's like ten bucks a month. I'm not quite sure. Uh, because I'm such a superstar, I don't have to pay for it. They give oh, it to me. Oh, wow. It's such a big deal. <laughs> so just give out your login, mate. All of Australia can log in under yeah, your user yeah. credentials. Yeah, I've got to log in. It's just Bogan from Newcastle, the password, <laughs> and my email address. But no, I, I think all the Aussies, if you get MLB TV, you can watch all the games um, internationally. So, yeah, I can't wait, man. It's going to be a blast. So international baseball is nothing better than it. So I can't wait. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us, mate. We've probably uh, kept you away from your dinner for long enough now. Um, But, yeah, thanks for being part of the run home here on SEN. No worries, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. What a champion.